Life's never felt so expensive, and most people are cautious about spending. But IKEA's always been the smart choice for creating beautiful homes on a budget. Right now, IKEA family members can save even more with an extra 5% in-store on eligible purchases. Visit ikea-usa.com family for more details. Offer valid starting September 1st, 2022. Limited to qualifying purchases. Exclusions apply. Not valid on services. Discount applied in-store only. Before tax, shipping, and handling. Cannot be combined with coupons. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And on this month's What You Heard, we're kicking things off with Creative Jealousy, a song by Honey Glaze, off their brand new self-titled. Nothing seems to come to me naturally Still I try, still I try endlessly first time i heard that it's fantastic man this is like it's just a perfect pop record you know it's folky it's Mm -hmm. playful at times like i love the way she sings it's sometimes it's kind of uh like a sing-songy talking you know yeah yeah i always appreciate that when it's done right you know and like you know we we talked about um the band what are they called dry cleaner right like the kind of like that to the extreme, right? That the sing song, like ta- not even sing song, like you're literally just spoken word type deal, right? But I like it when bands or singers like like uh, this singer incorporates it into the singing style. It just makes things interesting, you know. keeps you keeps you uh, keeps you hooked. It sort of helps with the storytelling too, right? Whatever whatever the song is about. Yeah, and this is dude. This album is just chock full of great storytelling, and that's kind of like like their whole thing. They call themselves a haiku-loving trio. <laughs> hmm. So it's vocalist and guitarist Anuska Sokolo, bassist Tim Curtis, and Yuri Shib- Shibuichi. Sh- Shibuichi? Shibuichi? Uh, Shib- yeah, on drums. 
Love me a good three-piece, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Just came out at the, at the end of April, and dude, it's it's my favorite album right now of the year, hands down. This is a great time for, for indie bands, you know, indie music. And a great time for the grunge resurgence, you know, and the dream pop bands leaning more toward the shoegaze side of the coin, right? So, like, this is a good time for rock, man, which... It's been a while since I've been like hopeful and like excited about the rock music landscape. And I feel like we're finally in a place where we have like really good guitar driven rock bands again, you know, and really good singer songwriters. Yes. And, you exactly. know, like proper bands, right? Like yeah, proper we're bands. We're back, dude. Yeah, dude. We're back. Because I feel like the last time this, this really was happening and, and there was like a scene around it was, was the 2010s, you know, when we were covering all the indie indie bands and and like uh, and whatnot and then of course you had alongside it the uh, the chill wave stuff and then all that which was there's a little bit of both but like now it feels like we're we're swinging a little bit further back toward proper you know proper bands like you said yeah dude so yeah give this album a listen it's the self titled it's their it's their uh, debut full length honey glaze is the band that song was called creative jealousy. And this is our What You Heard episode for July, dude. Our monthly mixtape, as we like to call it, where we each bring five songs to the table, just songs we've been listening to in between recordings. In between the last What You Heard recording. Yeah, so this is like what we've been listening to for the month of July. Like what what are the songs that like have kind of been on heavy repeat, you know, the bands that we've been really impressed with. And uh, yeah, always a good time. And... You know, as proper twins, you know, we like to take turns, you know. So I went first last month, which means we're going to get to hear another song from UQ to kick us off. That's right. So why don't we just dive right in? But you know what? Let's take a quick break first, and then we'll come back and listen to our first track. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash No Filler. That's BetterHelp.com slash No Filler. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, Q. How are we going to start things off? This is this is the uh, is the pace car or whatever, you know, like you got to set the... Set the mood and the tone. So, what do you got for us? Oh, I just sorry, dude. I just got distracted because I just saw Fiddlehead. You remember that band? I do. 
they have a playlist called Fiddlehead Inspiration, so I'm giving that a like. Anyway, sorry, that distracted me. Dude, that song, uh, Joy, Joy Boy. Joy Boy, yeah, dude. Man, I love that song. I know, man. So apparently this band, they're called Loop, is featured on that Fiddlehead Inspiration playlist. So Ooh. I stumbled upon this band. Um, it was kind of a, if you like this band, check these guys out. Mm-hmm. And this was for um, Band of Susans. So the album I heard is called A Gilded Eternity. It came out in 89. Mm, okay. Um, so, yeah, these guys have, I think the, the bulk of their career was really in the, in the 80s. Um, so, yeah, they were formed in London in 86. Um, and, dude, yeah, this is just another great guitar-driven rock band. And I love his vocals. I just love everything about this band, dude. You're going to love this shit, man. You are going to jump right on this album, I have a feeling. All right, so here we go. This is a track by Loop off of their 1989 album, A Gilded Eternity. This song is called Afterglow. I love hearing bands at the end of the 80s that sort of hint at what's right around the corner, you know? Yes. And I, and I feel like that, that song, you know, is totally like a precursor to, to grunge and the, and the heavier alt-rock type stuff. 
Yeah, dude. Very much like King's X. You remember that band I brought to the yeah. table? Yeah, right. Um, we, yeah, they were just right at the cusp of, like, the, yeah, the, the tail end of 80s rock, like the hair bands, right? Well, like you said about Band of Susans, like that article or whatever was talking about how rock was starting to become liberated, right? Right. Like this was it. This was the start of it, right? Like when exactly they're breaking they were sh- free from from their arena yeah, rock and all that crap. Breaking free of the the template. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. I mean, if if the rest of the records like that, it's just like it, dude. Oh, what man. I like about this record, um, it is very repetitive, and you know how we feel about that. I'm fine filler. with that. I'm fine with repetition. Like we were talking about with Pink Shiny Ultra Blast, they allow for you to just kind of hang out in this vibe that they are creating for a while, you know, before kind of transitioning to the next part of the song. A lot of it is instrumental, you know, with with like sprinkled in lyrics. Uh, There's some songs in here that are straight up instrumental. Just really great, uh, really unique guitar riffs. And uh, dude, actually, the track one, man, he sounds to me, and you're going to have to to let me know what you think when you give this a listen. He has this Michael Stipe vibe at times, the way mm. he sings, which is really what, like, you know, track one, that's what, what really intrigued me. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just makes you wonder if they were influenced by, by him or not, or yeah, know, or if it was just something that I picked up on. Well, I mean, our dude, R.E.M. was, was well into their... Into their, into their uh, discography at this point, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course, they hadn't bl- blown up to the extent that they soon would, but I mean, like they were they were making rounds and stuff, college radio circuits and whatnot. So yeah, it's very possible that they were influenced by REM. All right, man. So that was Loop. The song was Afterglow, and I'm passing it on to you, brother. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to start us off with a somewhat newer track by. Built to Spill, who we did an episode on them. They're a really well-known, kind of beloved uh, alt-rock group, indie rock group that's been around since 92. And they have some new material that they're putting out soon. Um, and so they've sort of released a few singles just to kind of get us excited. Didn't you bring a song in there that was actually a cover? Yes. Of... Um... Man, what's the name of that guy, dude? Yeah, yeah, the guy who did the artwork um, that everybody knows in, in Austin. The guy who did the artwork, man. Uh, Daniel Johnston. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in that sense, it's not like they haven't given us brand new material since their last record, uh, Built to Spill. But, like, their last full-length record came out in 2015. So, it's been a while since they put out a full-length record. That record that you were talking about is called... Built the Spill plays the songs of Daniel Johnston. Like it's just kind of, <laughs> just kind of spell it out for you. But yeah, that was 2020. So we did get some new songs in that sense. But this is new Built the Spill material, right? So this is this is great, man, because um, I will definitely be listening to this record. It's going to come out in September of this year. So, if, you know, a couple months to go. But I am going to play one of the singles that they've put out. And here we go. The song is called Understood.
voice on that guy. It's so unique. Yeah, very unique voice. And I've always loved their lyrics, man. I love his, I don't, just his way to, to, to like turn a phrase and like put out these these songs with like themes that that make you think, man. And this is one of those uh, one of those examples for sure of that. Like uh, I don't know if you were picking up on the lyrics, but um, it says here, um, the deaf hear, the blind see, just different things than you and me. The deaf can hear, the blind can see. That's what I've been told and that's what I believe. But really, I don't know. I just like that. Yeah, that's great, dude. You know, like the, the, the deaf the deaf can hear and the blind can see. They just see things other than, differently than you and me. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like some of those like things that seem like uh, the opposite of, of, of expectations or whatever. Like, you know, the deaf can't hear, right? But that's just by our own like understanding of what of what hearing is, right? But anyway, um, I've always loved the way that they that that that, that this band um, how they craft and shape songs. You know, the song structures are always interesting. You kind of heard, uh, you know, kind of how they they changed, uh, you know, the song a little bit before the chorus hits. Um, but yeah, it's just cool, man. And this is. This is their. This is kind of interesting. This is their first release under Sub Pop, so you know this band's been around since '92, and you know this. So this is their thirtieth year as a band, and they had been on Warner Brothers for, for quite a bit, and either they just left or maybe like their, their contract was up or whatever. But they were just recently in 2021 signed to Sub Pop, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean, like to be a band that's been around for this long and you go from Warner brothers to probably a, a label that I bet you they're more excited to be on sub pop than, than they were to be on Warner brothers. Oh yeah, dude. And they're coming in as like veterans, the forefather too. Yeah. Veterans. Yeah. Dude. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So anyway. Well, I, I've never given them a fair shake. I feel like, did we cover, keep it like a secret? Did we do that as an yeah, episode? Yeah. I mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah. We did an episode. Okay. We did an episode on so. keep it like a secret. Um, you know, I would say of of the records that I've really listened to, Keep It Like a Secret, obviously. Uh, there Is No Enemy is another good one. Came out in 2009. And then Untethered Moon is the last record. So I'm familiar with kind of their newer stuff. But like I said, they've been around for a while. So they've got probably close to 10 records at this point. So anyway, check out uh, some of those new singles that have come out. And then be on the lookout for the brand new record, it's going to come out September 9th of this year called When the Wind Forgets Your Name. All right, Q. I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you got? All right, dude. So this is a Australian multi-instrumentalist. His name is Nick Sowersby. He goes by Sunbeam Sound Machine. And uh, I heard one of his songs off of an album called Goodness Gracious that came out in 2019. And I fell in love with it, dude, immediately. This guy, basically, so he he started making music around 2013. So right in the thick of really the chill wave, dream pop movement, resurgence, whatever you want to call it, of the 2010s. And he's just been making music like that ever since. This album is just straight up, like, just good chill wave vibes. I'm always down for those kind of vibes, dude. Yeah, dude, he does it really, really well. Uh, but I was actually shocked when I when I found out this album just came out a few years ago. So 
this album is called Goodness Gracious. Again, it came out in 2019. And I'm going to play track five off the record. This song is called Seems Like You've Made Up Your Mind. Yeah, that is like the the sound that I associate with the 2010s, you know. Me 2010s, too. like bedroom pop. It's just a, it's a warm blanket, dude. Yeah, that's that is like that is the indie sound of the 2010s right there, perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, his voice, like everything about that. And, you know, uh, in keeping with the tradition of a lot of those artists back then, this is a self-produced album, written, recorded and mixed by Sowersby in his home studio. Just like, you know, washed out and Toro y moi, they were all doing that back then. That was kind of when DIY bedroom pop took off. Yeah, totally. But yeah, dude, I, I like this uh, this description here of, of this album. It says, um, so he has one other full-length album. It's called Wanderers, which I haven't listened to, but apparently it's a bit different than this. It says here, goodness gracious, trades in Wanderers experimental headphone psychedelia for something at once more intimate and expansive, full to the brim with chiming guitars glittering loops and warped cinematic strings that's it dude that's the sound chiming guitars glittering loops but yeah dude he he freaking he nailed it with this album i love the whole album's great it's in that vein you know brings those kind of vibes and it's a short and sweet little record dude i, I highly recommend it good stuff again that was sunbeam sound machine the song was called seems like you've made up your mind off of the album goodness gracious 
So I'm passing it back to you, brother. What you got? What you been hurting? All right. Well, this is a band, Q, that you're very familiar with. So you may actually know the song. But um, uh, we mentioned this last week. We talked about, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last week because uh, one of my picks for our top 100 tracks of the last decade uh, was a Pink Shiny Older Blast song, right? Well, the very first song on that playlist is a song by this band, and this was your pick, Q, band called Holy Wave. Holy Wave. And you got a song of theirs called Western Playland. Hold up, dude. Is this one of those psychedelic bands? Uh, Yeah, I would say so, especially from the song I'm playing. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I haven't really listened to any of their stuff in a while, but yeah, dude, I love this stuff. That was, dude, I, I got into them when I was, you remember... Oh, I remember. I think it was in like the first <laughs> the first year that we started the, the podcast. <laughs> right. That was all I was listening to was that 70s psych rock style, like from contemporary artists, you know? Right. Well, this, yeah, this song definitely is an example of, of that from these guys. But this is a newer, a newer track for them. So, you know, they've continued to put out music uh, probably since the last time you tuned into them. So this is a, including a new single that they put out this year. So they might have some new new material coming out soon. So I actually haven't listened to any of their new stuff. So Okay, cool. Good. This is a fresh take from you. So here is another song by this band called Holy Wave. So like you said, kind of in the, in the psychedelic resurgence vein, I guess, if you want to call it that. But here's a song off their 2020 record, Interloper. This song is called Schmetterling.
Yeah, man, that was great. That was fantastic. And kind of, you know, reminds me again of, of a lot of the music that was coming out in the 2010s. I mean, that's, you know, these guys have been around since 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 just around that time. Like they started kind of with all the other indie bands that were coming out during the the days of uh, MySpace and Bandcamp was just taken off and everybody had a music blog, including us, right? So, um, yeah, this was, uh, like, you, like you said, that psych rock, psych indie rock kind of vibe. They had some, like, you know, it, it's just funny because like, this was, like I said, 2020, so they're still doing that. It kind of reminds me of the Sound Carriers and maybe, uh, what's that other band do? You just recently got into them. Yep. Uh, Stereo, Stereo Lab. Lab. Yeah. yeah. That's like that. Yeah. No, uh, that's probably like the, the, the organ sounding type of like synth. Right. Like sound, that right? posh 60s. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. But minus like the ch- the cheeky cuteness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. The fringe pop kind of stuff. Yep. Definitely. Well, that was great, dude. Have you heard their new single? Not yet. But that probably is a sign, dude, that um, that a new album is around the corner, perhaps. For sure. So be on the lookout for that. All right, Q. I feel like we're just, we're, we're, we got a good pace going here. We do. Blowing through it. Sometimes these episodes just go on for, for what seems like days, dude. Although, you know, I still got like three tracks left, so. <laughs> All right, man. What is your next pick? Are you going to keep us in the same vein? Are you going to switch it up? I have at least one 360 for us, you know. Okay. Yeah, I've got one of those too. Uh, okay. But um, yeah, so this is a... Well, not 360, 180. <laughs> 360 would be right where we, where we left off. <laughs> Didn't even catch that, dude. So you know how I feel about letting up despite great faults, right? I know that you just won't let up about them. So... <laughs> You have you have loved them for a very very long time. Going very back to, long time. I, I think now is it true to say that you discovered them through New Dust, our old music blog? Like, did they did they email us? Was this one of the bands that, that sort of like sent us a single they, or something? They may have, dude. I don't remember for sure. I did get a chance to interview one of the members, but um, anyways, yeah, I, I freaking bring that up like as often as I can. I don't know why it makes <laughs> me. I feel like I'm I'm cool or something, but yeah. So what I like about them is. Their shoegaze, you know, very heavy with with the loveless sound as far as like the distortion and the and the feedback, you know, and the layers. And they are a proper shoegaze band, but they're like like every song is a, a freaking love song, you know, like yeah, just feel good, happy music. And you know, I was always wondering if I would ever stumble across a band from the the shoegaze like from the birth of shoegaze era, the nineties that I could point to and say that, you know, these guys could have been an influence on lighting up Spike or faults. I found that band dude. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they're called rocket ship. So now I don't know if, if these guys actually are an influence on them, but these guys were making that music in the nineties, that type of music. Um, okay. Yeah. That style of shoegaze or whatever. Right, right, right. So it's actually just one guy. His name's Dustin Reske. Um, he's just kind of been keeping this thing alive since the 90s. He's had a full band at times, and he's just kind of been going solo, bringing in musicians every now and then, you know, up up to today. But 
let's see. There, I've got there's an EP here from '93, the little seven inch. So he's been doing this since at least '93. Uh, I stumbled upon an album of theirs from '95 called "A Certain Smile, A Certain Sadness," uh, and then. I hopped onto this Rarities album because, you know, I like checking out Rarities, dude. You know, like I like to see stuff that never really made it to a full length, you know, just kind of hard to find stuff. I love when albums, when artists drop this kind of stuff. And according to Bandcamp, it is a, quote, collection of hard to find rocket ship tracks from compilations, rare seven inches, etc. So I don't really know exactly when this song came out. Uh, you know, because it's just tacked onto this Rarities record. I couldn't find the song on any of the EPs and singles on Discogs. So my guess is sometime in the 90s, early 90s probably. But this is a song, again, from a group called Rocket Ship. This song is called Your New Boyfriend. I have to talk about this, dude, because the, this is the first thing I noticed is that when you, uh, I was watching your screen, you pulled up the Discogs page for this record. The self-titled debut from Letting Up Despite Great Faults also features like a couple oh, yeah. kissing, one of them kissing the woman on the cheek. Like, I feel like we may, we may have uh, answered our question there. Cause I mean, that, that can't be a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, but... So that album is the one, actually, the, the first one I heard of theirs from 95 called A Certain Smile, A Certain Sadness. And you're right, dude. The only difference being really is that on the Letting Up Despite Great's, Great Faults cover, the guy's wearing a motorcycle helmet <laughs> and holding a balloon. But... um, That's true. But uh, now now I'm starting to look for, like, a motorcycle helmet on a different record. Now, <laughs> trying to see if they're, like, you know, putting it all together. It is uncanny, dude, how similar they sound to mm-hmm. letting up. The pose. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still stuck on the album art. <laughs> um, yeah. No, very similar. And, you know, again, kind of like that twee pop. Yeah. I like saying that. 
as often as I can because it's the new the new term we learned a couple months back. I was kind of surprised when I saw that that this was stuff that was coming out in the early nineties. I don't know why. Like I'm sure this stuff was around. Yeah, I mean, then, dude, like you are just you are never. I, I know. At all. <laughs> I think you just need to embrace the fact, dude, that what we heard from like the nineties mainstream stuff was just a, a just a sliver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of the kind of music that was coming out, and that's why. We're always amazed and, and surprised when we hear a band and like, wow, that came out in the '90s. I think it just tells you how how influential and how wide ranging the '90s rock sound was. Because a lot of the bands that we that we fell in love with in the 2000s and you know 2010s and stuff were clearly being influenced by these more obscure bands from the '90s, like like this group, you know, like Rocket Ship. I, I did a little better digging because it didn't take me long to find this track on Discogs. Uh, so the earliest that it shows up on a record is in 94 on a compilation record from Slumberland Records. Guess who else is on here, dude? Stereo Lab. There you go, man. I was going to say they, they were kind of similar. <laughs> they must have been label mates. Yeah. So again, that song was called Your New Boyfriend. And I'm going to pass it back to you, brother. Were you going to 180 this? Not yet. Saving the 180 for the next one. But... um here is a another example of the heavier shoegaze grunge resurgence that's happening right now, which is what we alluded to earlier. Um, and got to give credit, of course, to the shoegaze subreddit. This band actually posted a link to their own Bandcamp page or whatever when this album came out because I guess they had been sort of like posting on the shoegaze subreddit all of the singles that have been dropping which i think is really cool this band and this record is definitely on my top uh of 2022 list so far these guys blew me away and i'm saving my favorite song for our best of 2022 episodes at the end of the year because i know they're gonna that it's still gonna be one of my favorite songs right but this band is called Minaxi. And what I what makes them different and interesting, and they kind of remind me in that sense of um, man, what is that band that you you brought up? Uh, uh, God, I can't. Alton Goon, is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they remind me of that in the sense that they uh, what they do is they incorporate. Actually, let me let me read let me read kind of how they how they describe it. This is from their Spotify bio. So here we go. Minaxi are an alternative rock band from Brooklyn consisting of songwriters Shrinek Ganatra and Liam Christian and drummer Steve Carlin, and their sound combines elements from classical, pop, and rock music from India and Pakistan with psychedelia, shoegazing, dream pop, noise rock, and electronica. Nice. What I would say, what I hear the most from, from, from a good portion of this record is an obvious Smashing Pumpkins influence, which, you know, that's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. So here we go. This song, again by the band Menaxi, is called Manchala.
actually got another clip to play after that so we can hear what happens next. But what do you think so far, Q? Awesome, dude. And it makes me happy that this is a brand new record. You know, it's just like what we've been yeah. talking about, dude, with, with all these yeah, it's great, man. bands just dropping killer rock, man. It's it's back. It is it's, back. Yeah, and we've been concerned. Live dude. and well. I feel like it's been on life support. Yeah. But it's back now, dude. It is in full swing, like, and it's it's back in a way that's like a, like, you know, there's new life being, you know, breathed into it, you know. Which is great. Yeah, really great. Awesome. All right. Well, like I said, I have another clip to play because, you know, you got you to gotta hear the next part here, Q, because they do something really cool. So here you go. I'm just going to pick it up right where we left off. Uh, again, this song is called Menchala by a band called Menaxi. The way that that this music is recorded on this this album, it's got a very like jam session vibe to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that could be the studio, you know, the space that they recorded it in, the way that they produced it. Yeah, I like the way it's done. Like it sounds like it was recorded live. You know what I mean? Like they, like not all all bands do that. But yeah, it sounds like they're all playing it, together. It, yeah, it very well could have. So here's what the Bandcamp page has to say because I think this is a good way to describe it. If this is your first introduction to Menaxi, which it is hopefully for most of you listening, a sonic buffet is the simplest way of describing the band's sound. Operating with the rock motifs of guitars, bass, drums, and voice, aided by the auxiliary instrumentation featuring the tabla, sitar, and electronics, the members in Menaxi design distinct atmospheres in their compositions. As such, the sound encompasses elements from the genres of shoegazing, dream pop, noise rock, Sufi. I might be saying that wrong. What? Indian classical music, ambient, and techno music. So anyway, uh, again, like we were saying earlier, like a lot of these bands that are that are bringing back the grunge sound and stuff like that, 
are, are able to mix in and like blend all these other influences and, and sounds into it because, you know, we're so far removed from the origin of it, you know, that, that it's, you know, it can be interpreted in new ways and like, you know, there's, there's new ways to do it. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about this moment that we're in queue. It's a good time to be a fan of rock music. It's exciting, man. Yeah. All right. Again, that song uh, was called Manchala by Minaxi. The record is called Lazuline. And all right, Q, I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you got? All right, man. This is one of those moments where it's just like, where where has this artist been all these years? How how have I never heard her stuff? Those are bittersweet moments, Q, because it's just like, man, happy I found it. But better late than never, dude, for sure. So her name's Liz Harris. And she releases music under the name Grouper. I thought this was interesting. I'm going to read here. Uh, She grew up in a commune in the Bay Area in Northern California. The commune was called Fourth Way. And the community was known as, quote, the group. And the commune's kids called themselves and their parents Groupers. (laughs) So that's where the name comes from, Grouper. Interesting. Okay. The genres that appear on her wikipedia page psychedelic folk dream pop ambient and slowcore 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 and we describe music with the word haunting a lot like you know what we overdo it but her music is just i mean it just gets you dude it's very so it is haunting is is the correct word to oh use what you're saying. it's haunting dude and beautiful just beautiful I'm all about haunting stuff, dude. Dude, this, yeah. So um, I checked out a record of hers. So it's actually a double album. She released two records back to back in 2011 called AIA. And the first one was called Dream Loss. The second one was called Alien Observer. Uh, and it says these two releases spanned the most experimental as well as the most accessible sides of Gruber's music. So this double record, you know, kind of has it all. Like here, here's what I'm all about as, you know, as a, a singer-songwriter. And um, I'm going to play one of the tracks from Alien Observer. This song is called Come Softly for Daniel D. Thank you. 
I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> Consider me haunted. The, the way she lets those notes linger, you know, like there's yeah. so much like silence in this song. It's it, in all the right ways. It's so lovely. Well, yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, I feel like you can't really write and perform like that without having had some experiences, you know, in your life, maybe like that, these kind of, that, that kind of emotion and stuff is coming from somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so like, if she's somebody who has lived, you know, a lot of times communes get a bad rap. So I don't know what type of commune or whatever this was, but a very uh, eclectic life, dude. It, you know, it, it's, it says as much in her, her bio here. Yeah. Her, her parents were very eccentric. They had a unique musical tastes and, you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of very unique, life experiences for her yeah well i mean i feel like that you know having lived that type of experience or whatever is is going to inform everything about your life you know quite a bit about your life and so like you don't get music like this i I don't think unless you have somebody who has lived a life you know seen some things done some unique things right yep she's a grouper dude yeah and she's not shying away from it i mean let me just play a little bit of one of her other songs Real quick. Okay. Just the, the title track off of that record. So this one's called Alien Observer. That's beautiful, man. I feel like I'm being, you know, cradled in the arms of like an angel or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. A little angel, uh, you know, choir or something like that. I love the I love the harmonizing that she does with herself. Like it's kind of like one of those round robin things, you know. Yeah, man. 
works really well and very effective. And everything, like her music is just so simple, you know, like, and then the reverb that she puts on, you know, the acoustic guitar or the piano, whatever it is she's playing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, dude. I think it contributes to the, to the vibe that, that just one, there's one instrument, that guitar with the reverb on it. Most of what I've heard from her is like that. And this came out in 2011, dude, over 10 years ago. How did I not hear it? It's gorgeous, man. That's great. Like so intimate. You yes, know? that's you just feel like you feel like you're right there with exactly, her. Exactly, man. So again, uh, that's Liz Harris. She goes by Grouper. Pass it back to you. We got three more tracks to play. What you got? Is it is it 180 time? Oh yeah. And now after a song like that, <laughs> this is the, the true definition of a 180 for sure. So I'm not gonna give much background on these guys. Uh, really, all you need to know is that this is a song from a duo. Uh, it's a, kind of like a side project of these two artists. One is named CMD094, and the other one is Panther Ray. So they have a side project called Kuroi Ame, I think is how you pronounce it. But all you really need to know about this record is that it's a offshoot of like Vaporwave, Synthwave. It's this... Uh, subgenre called dream punk uh and i've brought a song by hong kong express i think in the past who is sort of like the person who i believe the artist who kind of coined the term dream punk um but yeah it's 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 like darker uh vaporwave and i feel like it has like you know vaporwave sometimes just goes off to the into the realm of like just Absurdity, absurdity right yeah yeah like saxophone uh type stuff and like taking pieces of of Sade's voice and slowing it down and yeah <laughs> doing weird samples like that yeah elevator music you know right or mall soft hey remember that yeah right but like you know that smooth jazz kind of samples and stuff anyway dream punk is more uh i think it's more it's a darker kind of synth wave and for that you know, I'm, I I like that a little bit more, obviously. But um, anyway, so that's what this is. So this song is off of a new record called Data Garden. The song is called Burning Plastic. Yeah. 
dude. I could hang out in that vibe for for a while, dude. I like that. Q, since you're about to become a um, developer of sorts, cloud engineer, I mean, it's kind of, I guess you'll be doing some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff, dude, that you gravitate toward. At least that it's I... It's going to get me through the day. I, yeah. This is the kind of stuff I like to listen to. Uh, if I'm not listening to like a video game soundtrack, sometimes this, you know, if you got to just put your head down and focus, like sometimes this is just hits the right spot. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, yeah, I, you know, a lot of the dream punk stuff that I've listened to is more atmospheric and like um, darker and like more, I guess atmospheric is the best way to describe it. So like this, this particular song and the rest of this record is more like almost like club dance forward you know which makes mm. it kind of cool yeah but anyway so again that band or group it's, uh, again it's like two two music producers uh, it's called kuroi ame and that song was called burning plastic all right q what this is your last track what do you got for us all right man so this is a song from i'd say my favorite animated series of the last I don't know, decade, maybe longer. Is this like an original track from the soundtrack? No, this the score. This uh, was just playing uh, during the credits of on one of the episodes. Um, Bojack Horseman. Mm. The theme song to that show is really cool. Uh, that is, um, I can't remember his name, but that's the that's one of the guys from Black the Black Keys. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I this is one of those comedies that I just find myself going back to one of those series you have to get through like a good eight or nine episodes to really f- figure out like what it's all about and where it goes where it goes into anyways it's i i love i love uh the show and this song by vetiver i think that's how you say his name oh i know that band we are no uh no strangers to to his stuff it is a band but yeah it's it's uh led by andy Cabic. And I want to say you brought one of his songs from his album, The Errant Charm, on New Dust, dude. Yeah. It may have been Josh. I think it was you. No, I did it. I think it was an Electric Saturday, which you know may have been a, a weird uh, choice for an electronic uh, weekly post that I did. But Yeah, because he's, he's definitely more folky. But yeah, he does bring in some electronic elements uh, to his work. Yeah. Just a solid singer-songwriter. Freak folk gets attached to uh, to his music. Indie folk jam band. This album is called Complete Strangers. Came out in 2015, and we're gonna have to play a good chunk of the song, dude, because the part of the song that I know <laughs> from those that credit the credits rolling is pretty late in the in the game. But I just love this song, dude. And I mean, shit, we could we could even just listen to the whole song. It's a little over three minutes long. All right, this is the last song on the record. It is called Last Hurrah.
Definitely reminded me of Luke Temple. So he was a singer or the the front man of um, that indie group Here We Go Magic, and he's he's also done singer songwriter like his own. He's released his own solo stuff that that reminded me a lot of of this guy and how he sings and his like vocal styles and stuff. Yeah, very intimate song. I mean, I love it, man. If you just you know know a little bit bits and pieces of. Uh, about, about what BoJack Horseman is, you know, you might not ever think that a song like that would show up on, on, a, on that show. But that's kind of what you were saying about how that show surprises people, right? Exactly. You gotta, you gotta be dedicated to the series and the the characters and everything. Yeah, and the characters. Yeah. So the very last line is is the part that shows up in the credits, and I I love this line, dude. It says, "Silence relieves me. Speaks when I can't." tells me it's getting out of hand i love that dude what a great statement silence relieves me speaks when i can't like sometimes silence speaks volumes you know is that relevant to the scene or the show the episode that, that it's paired with or i cannot off the top of my head remember which episode this song i think 
I think it's a, it's definitely a heart it's a heartfelt moment. Like something sombering happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this whole album, this album is not like it's not all like that. There's a lot of moments on on this album. Again, it's called Complete Strangers. It kind of reminds me of like the playful side of Paul Simon. I don't know if you ever mm. listened to a lot of his mm-hmm. solo records, but you know, like very upbeat and and you know, fun lyrics, more lighthearted. But yeah, this one, and I guess it's a very fitting title, Last Hurrah. Is how it, the record closes out, and yeah, it's just a gut punch. But yeah, great, great song, and that's how I'm wrapping it up, dude. How, what do you, where are you going to take us from here? Uh, well, I'm going to close this out with uh, yet another example cue of the '90s rock-driven comeback that's happening. Nice, but this band is a little bit more um, dips their toe a little bit in like 2000s uh, era pop punk. Not really pop punk, but uh, emo. Uh, a little bit too. So they kind of incorporate some of that, which like we said with our Narrowhead episode, Narrowhead does that as well, right? Um, so this is a band um, that are relatively new to the scene uh, and they just put out a sort of like a collection of like ba- basically it's a LP that is their first EP plus some of their other songs. Like they kind of just released it as a as a collection of songs, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. That's exactly like what Lush did. Remember we covered them? Yeah. That's exactly what they did with Gala. That was like America's introduction to Lush. Lush was just a, a compilation record of, of all their like early EPs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't really looked too far into this, but this could be... It could be that like, you know, they self-released these tracks and then they were signed and so the record wanted to re-release the music right under the label kind of thing. But anyway, this band is called Millie. And I'm going to play their self-titled track. So here is a song by a band called Millie, called Millie.
that was awesome, dude. I want to hear more. Check out that record to just kind of get all of the stuff they put out, right, up to this point. And then get excited because, hey, they got even more new material. So it's possible that they're going to have another full length out by the end of the year. At least it seems that way because they're putting out a couple new tracks, you know, in the last couple months. That's how they do it, dude. That's awesome. So, yeah, man, this is this is a good, this is the time, dude. This is a time to be a fan of rock music, dude. Yeah, here we go. They have they have a new record coming out uh, at the end of 2022. It's going to be called Eternal Ring. Well, hopefully it's not after we record our best of the year. Well, I mean, by that point, I bet you they'll have at least a couple more singles out. But yeah, dude, everything about indie rock right now is is pulling from the, the 90s, you know, whether it be shoegaze or grunge or even the aesthetic of the album art a lot of times seems to to kind of point back to 90s graphic design styles. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up on that a lot. I miss the aesthetic of the 90s quite a bit. Me and too, I know that dude. we are the age where nostalgia hits big time for us and like companies know it. You know what I mean? Like everybody's starting to yeah. big time, right? But but like just there was just so much more color and creativity, I feel like. I agree. You, know, you, look, at, you look at all the – every single fast food restaurant now looks the exact same. It's a gray box with the logo slapped on it. You know what I mean? Like you think about the way that uh, Taco Bell looked back in the day. Wendy's even. Wendy's, dude. They all had character, you know, and just beyond just fast food restaurants, dude. The 90s aesthetic just had something to it, man. We talked about this probably in our Nickelodeon episode. Well, it wasn't a Nickelodeon episode, but we talked a lot about Nickelodeon. The, it was our Pete and Pete. Yeah, our Pete and Pete Polaris episode. How just like, dude, that was a, it was, that was a time to be alive, dude. And we were kids, you know, so, so we, we look back fondly on it. And we were blissfully unaware of, of the state of the world and other things, you know, didn't matter to us back then. Well, it was a pre, pre-9-11 world, man. Yeah. That had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Anyway, like we said, it's a great time to be a fan of rock music right now because if, you're, if, you're, if you've been missing that, like we said, guitar-driven rock sound that kind of died in the 90s, it's back. It's like they're, it's, it's back in full swing. And there are plenty of bands coming down the pike that serve it up nice, you know, nice and steaming hot for you. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. A platter. I was a big fan of that, man. I'm going to jump, jump into that collection of songs for sure. Yeah, it's a good, it's a great record. Um, and some of it is a little bit more on the nose with like the, the, the grunge alt rock sound and some of it is a little bit more that kind of putting their own stamp on it. So, all right. Well, good episode. Solid collection of tracks. And we spoke too soon, man. This is... I mean, I don't know how, how much I'm going to be able to cut cut it down, but we're sitting at an hour and a half here, dude. Yeah, dude. That's what happens when we're like, hey, you know what? I got two clips for this yeah. song. Let me play two songs. Yeah, yeah. It happens. But you know what? You got to let the music tell its story, Cam. Oh, I like that. See what I did? Oh, yeah. But yeah, that grouper track, I'm dude, still chilled give it, by it. Yeah, dude. give her a go, man. All of her stuff is like that. Just really, really hits you. Uh, that's one of those artists where like, a good set of headphones. Yes. At a good volume. Yes. You know, she's right there with you. Exactly. Just singing you, singing sweet words into your eardrums or whatever. Uh, who are we covering next week, dude? Uh, well, I, I don't know if you kept the part in where we talked about one group that we're actually not going to cover anymore. I did. I did keep that in. Okay. Slow crush. Well, hopefully people out there you know, weren't 
just like excited about us talking about slow crush because I decided to pivot. Sorry, slow crush. Um, but I think, I think we need to do a, a, an episode on Pinsy slow or slowy. I need to figure out how to pronounce it before our episode. Well, I'm excited dude, to dive into that. So that was, uh, an artist we covered on our, um, was it doom gaze? Yep. On, on our the doom, doom gaze, gaze episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I loved everything from from that group. And I played a a new track from theirs on our last What You Heard. Uh, so they're getting ready to put out another record, a new record as well. So, um, yeah, but what we're going to talk about is their 2019 record, Don't Believe, Watch Out. And they, I think, were my favorite uh, of, the, of the artists that we talked about on the Doom Gaze episode. Uh, these, these guys were my favorite for sure. Uh, there's something about her voice and the mood that this that this record has, um, and yeah, it's a good example, I think, of you know, with Doom Gaze, it seems like a band can either go more toward the doom metal or more toward the shoegaze, and they're more toward the shoegaze dream pop, but because they're sort of a Doom Gaze band, there's that darker piece. To their music and that slower kind of pace that like is like doom gaze is kind of characterized by that makes it really like compelling and stuff so anyway i'm excited so that'll be next week pincy slow and from there i don't know dude we'll have to figure that out yeah see what strikes our fancy a week from now two weeks from now well what do we got for our outro here dude Oh, so uh, yeah, I actually just figured out what we're gonna do here for the outro but uh, i'll tee that up in a little bit here uh wrap it up and uh just remind you as always that you can find us on instagram follow us at no filler podcast reach out to us there uh send us a message let us know what you've been hurting we like to play songs for our outros on these what you heard episodes uh suggestions from listeners if we can but we don't have any nothing new to play uh so if you want to uh you know be a part of the uh the show Reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know what you've been hurting, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. You can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, the podcast network for music lovers. That is our home. That is our family. They're also on Instagram, at Pantheon Podcasts. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So what we're going to do, Trav, I was just reading up on uh, a little bio on Rocket Ship, and it says here, after being inspired by a spin of Felt's Organ-heavy song for William S. Harvey, Dustin Rescue formed Rocket Ship in Sacramento, California, blah, blah, blah. Felt. Have you ever heard of this band, Trev? Svelte. Felt as an F-E-L-T. No, I don't think so. Mean either, dude. But uh, apparently this organ-heavy song from Felt is what inspired Rescue to form the group Rocket Ship. So we're going to go in blind here. Never heard this song. It is from a Felt album called The 17th Century from 1986. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us today. The song, again, is called Song for William S. Harvey. And until next time, thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care.
With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 